We Going In Presents episode 109. Welcome back. Chopping it up with me here tonight. Coming all the way from Chicago is Onaje Jordan, Home Team Records. Onaje, man, thank you so much, man. Busy holiday season. You're taking the time out to talk to us. Um, Saturday night, man, how's things going? Peace, bro. All love, man. Can't complain. Everything's good around my end, man. That's good to hear, man. You know, just looking at your story, you know, how did you get down with Home Team Records and really um, start working with Killy and everybody, like, and really become really the sound of Home Team? You know, how did that all come about? I think, um, like I recollect, we I was doing stuff with Deuce, Deuce Tennessee. He was part of Home Team Empire. You know, um, he cool Chuck Chan, another producer MC with the collective, and I started doing stuff with him. And it, it just built from there. I started doing stuff with him. Then me and Back Pain linked up. Me and Charlie linked up. Me and Chuck Chan linked up. And then me, eventually me and Kelly linked up. So we just, I don't know, it's something organic. I don't, I don't know, like, this, like you want to be down with the collective. I'm like, yeah, cool. So something like that. Well, nothing major or nothing like that. We're just, you know, a couple of like, like-minded individuals in this, in this hip-hop rap game, you know? Right. You know, what's impressive to me, too, about your sound is just the way that you're able to adapt and have, you know, different styles to with different MCs, you know, especially when you look at, like, the full-length projects that you do, whether we're talking about Knowledge Born with Killy Shoot or Storytown Lane with Piro or anything else that you've done, you know, what do you think it is about you as a producer that allows you to really adapt your sound while still sounding like Onaji Jordan, but also, like, you know, being able to meet the MC where they are too, and and not just have one sound that everybody either you know can take or leave. Well, I think because I grew up in that era, you know, um, early '90s, mid '90s, even like the '80s. Um, you know, Marley Mall, um, Q-Tip, you know, producers like that, Havoc, um, Primo, of course, like Dre, Quick. I mean, they they like they would just had they just had one sound. They could adapt to anything. And that was to me like a complete producer, hip hop producer, in, in terms of me. So for even even now, I'm just trying to hit those those pockets like the other great producers did in the past. That's awesome, man. You know, when you when you look at that and just that inspiration, you know, do you remember like what what was it that really inspired you about those different producers like back in the day when you were a kid listening that led you to think I can do this one day? Well, I think it's the feeling. Um, it just like. I remember when I first heard Low End Theory when I was a kid, um, when Trial came out, right? And how it made me feel. Or when I first heard Midnight Marauders, or the first time I heard Wu Tang, or, or Mob Deep, um, second album, the infamous, because like, a lot of people slept on the first album. But it's that, that feeling that made me feel. And that's, that's what I try to recreate when I do production. So when somebody um, who's in, just getting into production or who, who be a fan or supporter, here's my type of music. Maybe I aspire them to do something like those greats in the past inspired me to start producing and start doing stuff in hip hop. No doubt. And, you know, when you look at the your discography, it's super impressive when you look at the different MCs you've worked with and, and the full-length projects you've done, the, the singles. And how do you really decide on, you know, this is a good opportunity to do a full-length project or, you know what, like, I can't do that right now. You know, how do you decide what you take on and what you don't take on? Well, it's the vibe. Um, everybody I work with, we got a vibe. We got a from substance down to my own home team crew, uh, home team crew, um, Kelly, Back Pain, whatever I did, um, some whole albums with or projects with, just the timing. Um, time is everything. So it's like the perfect time for us to drop 
um, Knowledge Born last year or Heavy Mavs back in 2019, I believe. With, yeah, in the 2019, I think we dropped Heavy Mavs. So it was just that time to drop those particular projects. You know, once we start vibing and start doing songs together, you know, you hit that little that vibe together, then, you know, it's on. Time to release something. Right. And I saw Superstition tweeted today. He said, I don't have time to work with anybody if the vibe's not right, if it's too much of a headache, if it's too difficult. Like he said, you know, I just don't have the time to waste on like working with difficult people. You know, how important is it to also get along and have that kind of personal relationship where like, you know, you're on the same page, not just musically, but like you also get along well and, and, and can be cool outside of the studio. I think it's very important. I'm mean, even like, we was talking about the vibe, like superstition was talking about the vibe. It's like, when the vibe's not right, you really can't do nothing. Um, to, you know, you can't create something to me that won't be organic. And like you said, like anybody I could chop it up with, we could hang out like Kingdom. Kingdom came to Chicago while we scored at Alchemy, hung out, you know, we did some stuff together. And it was just like, we brothers from another, you know, and I never met him before, you know, so we got that vibe. Same name with Killy. Same thing with Sussman. Sussman, um, you know, had a project with him a couple years back, right? Just offering. He's right down, not far from me. He's in Michigan. I live in Chicago, Illinois. Of course, we're not that far. So, but when we link up, man, it was like long lost. Like we've been hanging out since we was like little kids, man. So if that vibe is tight, then you could get that 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 project gonna be coming out to me right, authentic and organic. So even though a lot of like home team, you look at like being spread out across across the u.s you look at like general back pains in long beach you got killy in massachusetts you're in chicago like you look at how everybody is spread out you guys still find time to get in the studio and work like in person too is what it sounds like yeah you know i think because of the time um like say back when molly Ma and juice crew was doing it you know they're all from the same area queens or or brook make fun of the same boroughs and stuff like that same area new york east coast right but like we we spread out the internet you know Internet changed a lot of things. You don't have to be local anymore. You can be global. You got doing stuff with people in Japan and Russia, you know, um, South Africa, South America, whatever. So Internet brings everybody to me more closer um, in terms of doing music now. So the, the, the geographically, this doesn't stop us from doing music now because we just we get on the horn and talk. We send files through, send files, whatever like that, or Google Docs. And we um, get stuff done. So totally different time than it was back in the day. No doubt. Do you, do you see a difference in quality when you guys link in person versus when you do things over the internet? I think the the vibe in will be different though. You know, so like say I sent a beat to say Kingdom, right? He lives in Cal- Cal- um, Carolina, I believe, right? Or Miami, one of them places, right? So, but it'd be, it's different when we went to the together. We create, we could vibe, we could bounce off each other, bounce ideas off, bounce. You know, like add that snare here, or maybe gonna do a bring some DJ, do some cuts right there. It's more, I don't say organic, but it's more like it's more, it's more like how it is, kind of old school, I would say. You know, even like the new way, it's it's dope. Like so I could I could do stuff with somebody from Carolina or or Michigan, or, and I'm right here in Chicago. But sometimes you just want that that feeling, like you know, Illmatic. You know, how would it sound like if they did it nowadays instead of everybody was in that studio, Les and Q-Tip and Primo and P Rock, I don't know if I'm dropping anybody else, but if they didn't go in the studio, create together, you know. Right. No, that's huge. And you know, when you look at a, at a project like 
heavy math. You know, that's where I first heard of you and where I first actually heard Killy too. And I know you guys have done stuff before that, but that's really where like that, that project caught my ear. I don't know if it was through like something DJ Eclipse posted or how I found out about you guys, but, or, you know, Southern Vanguard radio, like I forget exactly how I discovered, um, you guys, but it really caught my ear. I was like, this is incredible music. Like, I love this. You know, um, for me, I know like heavy math is really how I got to know everybody and, and follow home team, home team records and really like who's, who's affiliated, who you guys work with. Um, in, from your perspective, you know, how important was heavy math to what you're doing today? I think that's the magna opus for us. Um, it, it, it really brought us into the scene in terms of the underground scene. We've done stuff for years with Killy Sapley. I meet Sapley for years. I'm, I've been doing stuff since 96, 98. Um, I'm kind of old school with it, right? So, but that, that heavy math got brought attention to us, um, brought attention to the home team, um, let people know who we are, what we're trying to bring to the table. And when you look at that, like, you know, you're no stranger in the game. Like, how did you keep your, your motivation throughout all the ups and downs and, and being, being in the game for so long, um, knowing what a grind it is, especially like when you see an overnight success, you know, and you see people come and go, like, what's kept you in it and what's kept you motivated and inspired? It's that love. Um, not the money, but it's the love. Love of hip-hop, competition. That's what hip-hop is. You know, from b-boying to doing grab, DJing, MCing, producing. You know, the competition of it, um, being dope at something and being honest for it. You know that you're being dope at something, beat making, or production, hip hop production. So that that really keeps me going after all the years of ups and downs of being in this industry, being in the game, and not making or making it. You know, it's just the love for the um for hip hop as a whole. You know, as a culture. Right. Now, you and Killy followed up Heavy Math. You did Knowledge Born, which came out in October of 22, which is another great project that I had on repeat all year this year. You know, when you look at, like, the growth and what's changed, you know, between Heavy Math and Knowledge Born, like, how would you describe that? Um, More confident in our ability. You know, I won't say Heavy Math was confident, but it was just like our first time, right? And then people really picked up on it, on that project, and really picked on Killy. Um, no, he deal he deal with the stories, you know, and people stop picking up on that, and, and or the jazzy jazzy in, um, atmosphere I'm trying to bring to, 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 with the production we're doing with heavy math, you know, very jazz and slow jazz bass, you know, back you know '90s type of um, type of um, production or feel um, we were trying to get into, right? So that definitely that's that's definitely definitely changes everything. Do you look at it as a compliment when someone says like your beats take me back to the '90s? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, like I said, like the people that I was inspired, you know, from, you know, beating us, Juju and them, um, Common. I grew, you know, grew up in Common and stuff like that. He was pumping in, in Chicago when I was a little kid, man. So I want to take the people back to that time. Um, um, and, and, but still add the future twist to it, like we're doing now, to, you know, today's times. But also at the same time, if that makes sense. Uh, bringing the essence back, but I thought was like uh, the golden age for me was the late '80s and '90s. I try to always pay homage to that era by creating those type of soundscapes. I think like maybe like somebody like Cool J Rap would rap over or Extra P or somebody like that, or Early Buster, you know? Right. That's amazing. Have you have you like you know thought about you know like working with some of the artists that you've like 
grew up listening to like some of those artists from the 90s that are still doing it today like have have you have you tried to like work with them or like reached out to see like what could be done well the illest thing man this guy named dane uh he's from chicago um i i did something with him maybe like four or five maybe five six years ago and he had a song with prince poe which is do organized confusion which i love when i was coming up and cool keith which is, of course alternatic mcs you know critical beatdown so i was able to get a track with them and that was like oh that was love like all the all the homies that grew up with me i told them because cool keith cool keith was that dude back when i was young man you know i'm popping large big shot of east coast you know so stuff like that and actually sit down and do a song with him and Prince Poe, which is on the organized confusion, man. Stress, that's my that's one of my albums, man. You know, I love stress on the beats and, and the rhymes and the atmosphere of the album. So I was able to do something with Prince Poe poetry and um Cool Keith, man. That was that was dope. So I, yeah, I, I would love like say people that I grew up listening to the nineties, man, if I get a chance to do something with them, I'd love to do that, you know. No, I think one of the hardest things, like when you look at like being being an artist, right? Like you're always trying to get to certain artists to work with, but then you also have certain artists that are trying to get to you to work with. And so, you know, how do you balance like looking at like up and coming MCs who say, Hey, like, can you do a project with me? Can you do this with me? Or I want to do this, but I don't have a budget or I want to do this, but this is all I have versus like, Hey, I'm trying to save these beats for someone like a Prince Poe or a Cool Keith, like in the event that like we can make something big happen there, like how do you balance, you know, what you say yes and no to, knowing like what you want to do, but also like what what other people might want to do with you, and how that can also be beneficial. Well, I'm pretty proficient with the beat, so like I got thousands of beats on deck, right? So I don't think the beat's the problem, just the vibe. Like say um, I'm from Chicago, this cat name on Lil Durk is real popular with the kids, right? But I'm gonna do nothing with Lil Durk. That's not my style. He, he, I don't do his style. He doesn't do my style. So it doesn't make sense. So I would work with anybody that would do type of something that makes sense. You know, like I'll do something like Rome Streets come around. Say when he do something, like I would link up with Rome Streets or uh, Maze Overlay or um, um, the cats right now who doing stuff in the underground other than us. And right, so it had to be the vibe and the, the, do we fit um, what we trying to do together? Like so I wouldn't do um, something with a trap artist. Uh, what makes sense, right? So, it has to make sense and, and make sure it's it's the at, at, we got the proper atmosphere. Is an is is it organic type of hip hop we're trying to display out here? No doubt, you know. Um, I, I I think that's amazing, man. And I'm always impressed when I hear artists talk about like what's in the stash, what's in that vault. You know, when you look at that, how did you build such an impressive vault of beats over the years? Man, I've been collecting vinyl since 91, 92, right? I didn't even have a beat machine back then, right? So I, I always knew I wanted to be a producer. I couldn't rap. I had a heavy lift and I didn't make any sense, right? But but something by production, I always wanted to do production. So I was saving up vinyl to sample back in the 90s, right, early 90s, so I even started producing. So I just, ideas, man. So it's, it's so quick now because I've been doing it so long, man. It could take me maybe 15 or 20 minutes to do an actual full dope beat. You know, so yeah, I just think you be very. You keep doing stuff repetitively, right? You don't get efficient at it. You don't get better. So, but I, I'd say that like twenty years experience of doing this, you know, it's bound to you bound to get better and and make an impact like that. So, what's that process look like from start to finish for you? I was the sample. So I was the sample and the melody. I'm gonna chop up, looking for a certain atmosphere. 
I used to listen to an old album. Like, say, this week I've been listening to a lot of um, Tribe, Midnight Marauders, uh, Trinity Culture, Apache. Um, so I've been that type of vibe in terms of doing beats, right? So I pick a vibe, right? And I start, you know, listening to the vinyl. You know, like I have already have, I'll go, I'll go record shop. There's a lot of stuff, stores in Chicago land area you go to get vinyl on, you know. So I get a type of vibe and try to reaction from that and let's go from there. But you start with the sample to get the drums together. Maybe you add a bass line to it. Maybe you filter the, the sample to get a bass line out the, out the sample, you know. It depends. But um, you just know if it's doing this so long, like, okay, this knocks. This is dope. This MC will kill this. So, and you keep going. It's like a semi-line for me. And I think your drums, man, really stand out. Like I, I love the way you program the drums on your, on your, and and they always sound, you know, different to me. But, but like you said, man, there's that knock. You know, like how much time do you spend making sure you get those drums right? Still a lot of time. Not lot like when I was younger. But I've been building drums since the '90s. My own drums. You know, um, I'm from the era of like Primo. You know, kick and snare, hi hat, put the eight weights behind the, get kicked to make a dunk. That's the type of era I'm from. That's what type I do with, I do with the drums. You know, make, so you got to knock when we get into a car, or you put your headphones on while you're in the bus or train going around the town, the city. I wanted to knock and you or engulf your your the um the headphones that you're playing the, the um the music in. Right. How do you know, man, when when a beat is done? How do you know when it's like I'm? You know, if I touch anything else on this beat, it might be too much and I might ruin it. I don't, it's just the feel. I always end on, because I, I, can't, I can't rap, but I start rapping to it. And when it makes sense, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's ready for somebody. You know, I don't know who, but it's ready for somebody. Right. You know, and I put it to the side, start creating something else. Do you have artists in mind when you make beats? Like, do you hear like, hey, this might be a substance beat, this might be a killy beat? Not really, just like say in particular, like say me and Sussex may be doing something in the future, right? So I'm, I'm getting beats in order for him, right? So I, I I try to, I don't know how to explain this, but I just know a certain vibe of me and Sussex do something together, right? Or me, Killy, doing something. Or me, a back pain. So once I, I lock into that vibe and say, like, Killy, he wants to be working some projects, right? So I'm in the, the Killy vibe, right? Or back pain. I'm in the back pain vibe. I'm in G-Fan Black vibe. Or New Villain, we got something together. I'm in that vibe. So it depends on the artist I'm working with. And so, like I say, we got like a, such a connection with the people I work with could be, be cool other, other other than the hip hop and the music and stuff like that. So it's that connection you have with that MC. That's awesome. You know, uh, I've really also, you know, been enjoying, you know, Storytown Lane with P man. Like that, that's a project that, that came out more recently. You know, I know you guys are still doing promo on that and, and, you know, you got incredible merch packages running there. Like how did that album come about, man? And, and and how do you feel, you know, listening to Storytown Lane today? Oh, P. Rowe, man, he, uh, it's all through him. I, I met him through, uh, you know, I work with his camp, um, G-Fam and them, Knuckle Draggers. Peace, shout out to them. Uh, we've done stuff together for the last three, four years. We we did a song together, and we were like, let's do a project. But he, he wanted to do something different. He had, like, a, a story behind it. So I gave him um, a bunch of beats. He picked them out. Him and him a tally piece of tally too. Um, they got the um, the sound together. Not gonna say the sound, but like the concept together and how they gonna execute it. And then it came out how it was, man. It was all pre-roll though, in terms of that. You know, I provided the soundscape, but it was his idea in terms of the store town lane. And, and of course, man, the project to me is dope. 
um, in the merch because he does all the merch. He's an artist too at the same time. Uh, other than this is just an MC, so he got that together, man. That stuff is looking lovely, you know. So yeah, peace to P Road, man, and the Knuckle Dragons, man. Peace to them. Yeah, no, that that came out great, man. You know, um, I also just you know think thinking about coming from Chicago, man. Like, how do you look at like working with different artists from Chicago and and who are more accessible in your backyard in terms of like in person studio sessions and what you can get done, like you know, in in real time. Well, I'm a kind of recluse. I don't tell you this. Like, so I just do, I work and do music. So I do, bro. Um, been doing it for years. So I don't, I know I'm not in the scene like I was when I was younger. Um, you got like people like Vic, um, you know, um, Water, another dope MC for Chicago. There's some other cats out here that's running the underground. They're doing stuff. Um, they're pretty tight and dope. Um, Brittany Carter, she's a nice dope MC. Miami early on the hill. But um, I'm not really in part of that scene. I don't go out like that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying that. Internet is a saving grace. I just somebody just could, I could connect somebody who lives in London, right? I don't. I'm not just have to do anything global. I mean local. Now I need to get better at that. I'd like to say, but um, yeah, I'm just more of a recluse, man. I mean, I, I, I'm strictly into the music, not into the fanfare or the politics of of the local game. But shout out to the Chicago MCs, man. They all dope. You know, Vic done stuff with Vic before, man. They all dope. Peace to them. Man, you know, I talked to somebody maybe a few months ago and they were talking about how they just miss the days of like staying up late, like ciphering, you know, doing showcases, doing shows like just, you know, not really a care in the world, you know. Um, and now like we're all older, like, you know, we got jobs, we've got, you know, responsibilities. It's like you can't just be, you know, full time in the music like that. So when did it change for you? When did you find that it was like, you know, I can't be up till two, three a.m. or you know, breaking night working on songs. Like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do do the do the job. Do you know, take care of other responsibilities. And like, I still love music, still gonna do music, but I can't do it all the time. Yeah, I think marriage, man, and um, uh, getting a house, mortgage, and responsibilities, things like that, family. Um, you know, you, you still love hip hop, but you got other obligations you do. You know, so you got that nine to five. You know, we got pay bills seeing kids to college and school and stuff like that. So we're doing stuff like that. So we need money. So we got careers and other things, but our, our passion and our purpose is always going to be hip hop. Now I do, I'm six, if I do it until I'm 60 years old, I can, I could do it. Yeah. That's how much I love the culture. You know, I just, I've been in love with it, with it since 1986, you know? So, but yeah, you got these responsibilities, man. So you, you juggle, you know, you juggle responsibility like everybody else. You know, you know, same thing like somebody going to school to educate themselves to get, get their masters or uh PhD doctor degree. You know, you gotta juggle stuff. You got a family, you gotta pay bills, you got a spouse, partner, you gotta pay attention to them, you got kids, they need attention, mothers and, and fathers, parents are getting older, you know, you gotta make sure they straight. So it's 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 trying, man, but it's it's, it's love, man, because you just love this art form so much, you know? Yeah. No, when when you think about that too, when you think about like the other responsibilities and that you have a limited time and to, to, to make music but also, like, you have a job, right? You have you have money coming in that's not reliant on 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 selling beats or selling albums and streams and shows and whatnot. You know, can you be a little bit more selective with what you pick because you're not relying on hip hop to pay all the bills um, all the time? Oh no doubt. It's not like we signed a contract with Def Jam back in the day. We got to you know recoup all that money they they gave us, right? So it's not like that. Um, it's like, it's like, it's really pure, it's for the love. 
purely for the love. Cause we're not getting like millions of dollars like we Kanye or Jay Z, whatever like that. We just, you know, we get getting some money in terms of if you dropping a project and you, you know your numbers right and stuff like that, doing vinyl or CD, but um or streaming. You don't, you don't get really paid for streaming and stuff like that. But it's for the love of the game, I like to say. Um, you're not in it for the money. We just love the culture so much. So what do you mm. find too, man? You know, when you look at that and you're trying to get streams, you're, you're competing in a, in a crowded game, obviously. Like, that's no secret. You know, what do you what have you found to be the most successful method strategies for really getting ears on a project? Um, organic with it. Um, set up band camp on your own website. Give them, I do I do a lot of band camp exclusive. Um, we reach out, we do customer service, good customer service. Somebody, you know, we sell vinyl, our own vinyl and CDs and stuff like that, physical copies. Make sure people get their stuff on time, you know, and they, something's going on. Be good with customer service, um, with the you know our fans, supporters, things like that. So um, that's how you make it up. You know, the physicals are really really good. I want to say in terms of um, if you making music off the of money off this music, you're not doing the streams, but I mean, a lot of cats are buying vinyl again, you know. Um, I sold cassette tapes, uh, me and Chan, off a project we had before. And me and Sus was there, too. And we sold out and that. We only pressed out like 2025, but people are actually buying the physicals. Um, makes it more personal, I, I like to say, than just streaming. That's awesome. And, and, I mean, with each project, do you see that kind of organic fan base really growing? Yeah, because, like, when I first started, we back because I stopped and I started back doing stuff. I want to say 2018, 2017. Um, it's current in the underground scene. I'm, I'm, and then and now, but um, once you start getting more, just doing more stuff, people notice notice. Um, we got people to contact me all the time about like we're gonna do another uh, righteous offering or another heavy math or or they like my beats or they like the songs that be curated and, and released and stuff like that. So. I'm kind of like, you know, a fan of day, a supporter of day, you know. I get one a day, you'd be okay. No doubt, man. Do you see yourself going into, like, instrumental projects, too, and, and releasing, like, full-length, like, beat albums? I, I, I did before. I have before in the past. I dropped maybe two or three of them back in 2018, I believe, or 2017. Um, it depends. Because, like, um... The food I'm doing, I, I just give them out. I, you know, I, if I'm, I got a lot of projects brewing, so I, get, I know if I do this beat right here, right, I know it's gonna be for somebody, right. So it be, it be kind of hard for me to do instrumentals. I would love to go back, get back into it though. Right, but it's a, it's it's a lot to balance too. I'm sure when you have projects in the works too. I mean, what what's kind of like the maximum amount of projects you can have kind of going at once where you feel like it gets the right amount of attention without it being too much or the quality might drop. Well, you know, yeah, I got a staggering. So, I mean, like, maybe a couple, maybe, like, right now I'm working on a new villain. Uh, me and Kelly got something going on at the same time. I'm giving beats to both of them, really just giving stuff to them, nobody else. So, I mean, if there's more than that, probably be getting kind of hard, right? Cause you got to um, dealing with other people's personalities or how do you create music and, and stuff like that. So, I like maybe, like, two projects at a time. Um, I usually reserve my attention to. No doubt, man. And, you know, from what you've seen in the game, you know, you have such valuable experience from the projects you've released and who you've worked with. Like, if you were talking to younger artists, man, like what pitfalls would you tell them to watch out for and avoid? Um, 
if you're trying to get to full full time in terms of these production um, contracts, um, I've done stuff with people before, had no contract, didn't get paid for it. Beast got stolen, somebody else used it, didn't get paid for it. So make sure your contracts, are, you know, you sign your contracts, and you make sure you got somebody to, to um, read that, you know, explain that that, that knowledge and language to you they use them for these contracts, and also just do it for fun. Uh, make sure you love it. Um, if you don't love this game, it's it's it's, it's easy to see. You know, you're just doing microwave music, or you just, you know, releasing thirty projects in one year, and and quality, the quantity is 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 is, is terrible. I'm not sorry, I'm not quantity, but the quality. If you release so many projects, then we're doing this for the love, um, and and we'll be bringing to the table in terms of um, keeping this hip hop, um, music or and culture alive. Definitely. And what are you most proud of accomplishing, man, in, in 2023? Man, this big still doing this at a high level. You know, I'm 40, I'm 47, bro, you know, and I've been doing it for so long and, and still be in demand with, in, in the underground scenes, which is, to me, is crazy. You know, I've done stuff from, I mean, from Asan to, to Benny to um, uh, Mickey Diamond, he's a new He's the person that's really hitting right now. I've done stuff for him before. Pro and them cats, you know, my own team, my home team. So uh, Prince Poe, um, Cool Key. So the people I work with, man, and trying to make a mark in this industry. Yeah, that's huge, man. Uh, your, your your discography is super impressive, man. I hope people really dive in to see, like, the range you have, but also, like, all the incredible tracks that you have, you know, to your name like that. Um, you know, do you what do you feel you have to do from this point on to just keep growing that organic fan base and just to keep on like you know putting out quality music um you know with 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 talented MCs just keep doing what I'm doing um keep creating those stuff keep sampling keep keep um doing my drums chopping drums up just keeping this the stuff I learned back when I was younger and still applying it to to today's age and what we doing now and I feel like I've been doing that for so long, been blessed. I've been doing this for so long and, and having the people that support me and actually be looking out for my music. So I can't complain about nothing, you know? And it sounds like you don't take any shortcuts either when it comes to production. You know, it doesn't like, like you're not purchasing drum kits and, and, and samples already chopped and stuff like that. Like, it sounds like you're really like you do all of this, the, like the steps, right. That like the Marley's and the Pete rocks and the preems do. Right, that's that's how we was taught. You know, I'm still old school. I still black out my uh, um, vinyl, so nobody know where I got the vinyl. And I'm not sharing the vinyl with nobody. I just do out of habit. I've been doing this since '90s. You know, so yeah, we old we old school over this. I'm old school with terms of the production. Do you still so? And you still you still find vinyl? You still dig for records? Yeah, I still dig. Um, still gotta dig. Um, I'm just running. I'm from the era where you, you, you dig. You know, you, and you you have a lot of duds. Right, you just, there's no exact science to it. It just um, you're trying to catch that break, that one sample, that 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 um, that Troy type of sample, that De La, that that uh, electrolyzation, that type of break, you know. And 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 that's the the joy of to me digging. It's trying to find something that hasn't been used before and flip it. You know. And- and I know there's some some pessimists out there. Oh, all the good stuff has been found, man. Do you feel like all the good loops, all the good breaks, all the good the good samples have been discovered at this point? Nah, even if it did, you still got different ways to chop the beat. But um, there's so many 
John was out there. I mean, you got Hungarian pop, man. You got Hungarian um, um, jazz, fusion, progressive rock. You know, there's it's so many sounds out there, so many records, vinyl out there, even from, like unknown artists. Not even talking about major artists, unknown artists, man. So there's it's a lot of stuff to sample and to chop up, man, even nowadays, too. That That's amazing, man. You know, um, do you think there's too many shortcuts today for producers to take to, like, get a beat done and, and have something? Like, is it is it too easy in, in some ways? I think so. Like, if, I even read something, like, I think people I actually could do AI would do the beat for you to some type of beat you're looking for. Like, I'm looking for a... Uh, West Side Gun beat, right? Or, you know, a Drake beat. And they, the AI would create a beat in seconds that would sound like that. You take credit for it. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's different. I like to say, the internet is good and bad. Technology is good and bad. I mean, I love the NPC. I use the NPC revolution. I grew up on the NPC, you know, 2000, of course, though. But um, technology grew up and, you know, we do other stuff. So I understand that. Um, today the time, but I'm more old school. They got, got you got you gotta you gotta find your samples, gotta chop them up. Um, all these sound kits and stuff like that, man. I try to stay away from. No doubt, you know what? What should we expect from you too? Looking forward to 2024. Just um, a lot of lot of stuff. I got a lot of projects I got it coming. I'm we be creating right now or trying to put together me new villain. Like I said, me and Susan maybe dropping some early later on this year. Uh, me and Kelly, of course, got me and Back Pain got some. So I got a lot of stuff um, in brewing right now. Me, I mean, in the beginning stages of it. So there's a lot of dope music I'm just trying to bring in 2024 like I did in 2023. That's awesome, man. Well, I can't wait to hear it, man. And definitely wishing you and yours, you know, a happy, safe, you know, holiday season, man. And just appreciate you coming on the podcast, man, sharing your insight, man, and, and just talking about your process and, and, and the great work that you've done, man. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me, bro. Thanks a lot, man. Peace and love.